You're listening to Experience This, a show about the emerging experience economy with your host, Tom Young. Hey, welcome to Experience This. This is Tom Young sitting here with Karen Bajwa. Hey, how's it going? All right. Hey, uh, so we talked on our last shows about some of these visits we were going to do to some of these flagship stores in New York on new business models that are really focused on delivering an experience around their product and service. And we're going to talk about three places that we went to yesterday and contrast them, talk about what was good and bad, what was interesting. We went to the Starbucks Roastery. We went to the Restoration Hardware flagship store in uh, the old Spice Market down in the Meatpacking District. Yes. And the Samsung Experience store across from the Standard Hotel right off the High Line. So, anyways, what were your thoughts, Karen? You've been there. Uh, you've been there a couple times. You're the ones who introduced it to us. Yeah, the uh, the roasteries a, a big hit. Um, Starbucks Reserve is where we started first. Yeah, I, I think the place is phenomenal. Um, I, I actually want to riff a little bit on some of the details because they're worth noting. Yeah, go ahead. Talk about what. So when you walk in, it, I want to say it's. Uh, it's 23,000 square feet. So I don't know what the square root of that is. I'm, I was gonna, about to say. It's huge. 200 by 200. So that's probably, I mean, not that big, but 150 maybe? Yeah, I don't, it's massive. It was big. Yeah. So it, it's three floors, but they don't feel like actual floors. Um, the, the, if you. It's a split level. Split level. Yeah. That's the term. Um, so the bar. So you walk in, first off, the details on the door. So they have. Um, it's almost handmade leather, and it's actually it's more prominent on, on. There's a second set of doors on the side along. Uh, I think that's Fifteenth Street. Yeah. Um, so the it's handmade leather, which is stitched, phenomenal. You walk in, uh, it's large wooden, heavy wooden doors. Um, so it just feels luxurious. There's a fireplace that's running to your right hand side, and from the minute that you walk in, you notice how your senses kind of get awakened. So there's visual senses, obviously, because they have this softly dim lighting, a little bit of orange popping out from some of the blocks on the ceiling. Um, your ears are awoken because they've they've got, imagine you're listening to Penn Station, what, circa 1950? Right. The, the, um, the tracks or your track number or what train is arriving on uh, flipping away. Uh, they've got that automated board happening on the left. And then uh, the beans that are coming up from the roasters, fresh beans in these pipes, but they're just clinking all the way up. So, I mean, it's cool. You're yeah on so many levels, plus the aroma. That's right. It's something. Yeah. Well, I walked in and, and uh, we had just come from the Lexus uh, place, Intersect. Intersect, yep. And... You'd made the comment when we left there, the staff should have been better versed in what their business model was, what they were trying to accomplish. And so the first thing I did when we walked in is I walked up to the first guy who greeted us and I grilled him. Yes. I remember that? Yeah. So I was like, all right, what's this? What's the purpose of what is going on here? He had great answers to all of it. Yeah, very, not, very knowledgeable. I would describe it as a, a experiential cathedral to coffee. Yeah. So actually, I've got an interesting quote here. So Liz Muller, she's the director of concept design for Starbucks. The way that she describes it is that it's a magical place where coffee comes to life. 
That's a pretty good description. Yeah, I think so. Right? Taking on the journey yeah. of the coffee bean. The, the, the other way I describe it would be if Epcot had a coffee pavilion, that would be it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Because there's a lot of things to experience, a lot of things to try. They had some food to go with it, places to sit down and work and socialize. It was a lot of different variety of different things. I, I, it, to me, it was, it was great. I can't imagine what it's like. We happened to catch it, yeah. I think, on a perfect day. Oh, yeah, because I've been there on the weekend. and um, There's a rope out in the sidewalk yeah, suggesting. You, and the line wraps yeah, around. It's crazy. So there's probably about 150 to 200 people wrapped around going down uh, 13th Street there. Um, and talking about the location for a second, uh, on that corner, so it's right across the street from Chelsea Market, but you also have Google. It's Kitty Corner to Google across the street there. So I think they purposefully did a good job of choosing that location because meatpacking, Chelsea Market, Google are all targeting the experiential customer as well. So that was a, a really good placement for the for the reserve location. They have several locations, but there's one in New York that's pretty nice. Yeah. I think the first one is probably in Seattle. So they have Seattle, Shanghai, Milan, and then they've got Tokyo and Chicago coming in 2019. Wow. Chicago scheduled to open this year. I can only imagine they're going to build more. Yeah. I mean, the, the, because it's 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 a nice but it's a nice uh, it's a nice distraction. I mean, people a lot of people like coffee. There's lots of Starbucks everywhere. This is one notch up. It's uh, there are no coupons that I can see. That was pretty expensive. Yeah. We got four cups of coffee. <laughs> what was the price tag on those? It was those like twenty three dollars. <laughs> But yeah. it w you know, there was one where you could do a coffee flight with a truffle, yeah. and it was, I, I think it was thirty one dollars. So it, it, you, the price is not the reason you're going there. You're going for the experience. Yes, and you're buying that experience when you go there, and it was great. And I think two big things that they do to really hone in on the experience is one, the area where they actually roast the beans. So you get to talk to a master roaster, and these people are professionally trained as master roasters for years. And I don't know if you were there, but they he brought out some of the beans that had just been roasted yes. on a tray. Yep, yep. And so he brings the beans to you and uh, says, just smell them. You smell it, and then you know he talks you through what has happened, what uh, aromas have been released, et cetera. And then you pop open the bean at the end, and you can really smell the, you know, the coffee's being roasted. Um, that... So the roasting area and then also the bar that is on the um, the buy level, uh, the lower level there, which is called the, ex the experience bar, where you can do flights of coffee and also talk to the baristas about the different brewing techniques. I mean, today, when you go and grab a cup of coffee, it's pretty much grab and go. You go get the coffee and wait for it impatiently grab your cup from Starbucks and you're out the door. But here you actually wanted to stay. They, they've done a great job of making you, I said it to you there. I was like, well, yep. I haven't checked my my uh, phone at all. You, you kind of lose sense of time a little bit while you're in there. A little bit. Yeah. I'm flipping through some of the pictures here. I'm trying to find the one from New York. They, it, it is, uh, it was great. I was, I was lost. We went in, we hadn't had lunch and we had, you know. Oh, I didn't have the, so how was the food? Cause I didn't have it. It was it was great. Yeah. I think a slice of pizza was nine dollars though. Wow. 
but <laughs> it was good. Pizza, considering you can get it for uh, two dollars down the street. You but... probably could. Not that good though. <laughs> they 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 thought through everything from when they serve you the pizza. That, uh, somebody brings it out to you, and you're standing there. And given the amount of people that are in there, there's not a there's not tables for everybody. They don't want to clutter the place with tables. So they give you a, a tray that you can hold that's it's easy to hold, and they cut the food into bite-sized pieces. Oh, I did notice that. That yeah. was a great idea. So that way you could hold the thing and you could stand there and eat. Yes. And it was big enough that you could probably also put a uh, coffee mug on the, 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 it's like a wooden bamboo plate. Wow. And... Anyway, they, they, it's like they thought through everything. Yeah, uh, it, the menu even for the coffee. And they had food at every coffee station, so they had yeah. very similar to a European coffee place where they'll have like croissants with, you know, ham and cheese on it, or uh, different kinds of uh, pastries and things. It was all very good. Well, I noticed there was a lot of Italian influence. Yep. From the restaurants, and then that cocktail bar. This is a picture. Yeah. I have up there, so. Uh, if I can pull this up here, you can see uh, in the back, the back left. So when you go in on the 15th Street side, in the back right, there's a little pizza place back there in the back behind the uh, the column there. But you see the the on the right-hand side is like a pastry area. When you walk in, and there's tables and a little gift shop. You can buy things because it is a retail store. It's not it's not just for, you know, uh, religious worship of coffee. <laughs> and you can go and try different things, and then off to the the left here, you see the big R and a big vat. That's the roaster, so the roasting stuff. And you go down these stairs. There's a what they call it a cafe. Down the stairs was the experience bar. The experience. Oh, the experience bar. bar. Yeah. Yep. So you go in, and, and the coffee's like a wine list. Yeah, they have made. They're trying to make the similar ex, uh, experience to um, basically the same as if you were to go to a winery. So when they gave, uh, I think, to TJ and Bar both two guys from our team did the the flight and when they gave you the flight they also provided you with sparkling water to cleanse your palate along with it so a very similar uh, experience to if you're going to somewhere in Napa Valley or Sonoma both of them got a little wired <laughs> very buzzed from having three espressos right away uh, I had I had at least two doubles so I was a little wired myself um very, very, but very good stop. I highly encourage people if they're in the lower Manhattan uh, meatpacking district area to stop in there. I even make a trip of it. It's probably worth it. Yeah. If you can get there during the week, during the day, that's probably better than trying to sneak in on a weekend. I don't know that if it was elbow to elbow people and you're waiting in line, I'm not sure it would be the same experience, but what we had was great. Yeah, it was definitely worth um, it. It was, a lot, it was enough people there that there was buzz, but not so much that you couldn't experience the place. And so I really I really liked it. It was great. So the interesting thing, though, I'm just thinking, typically when you think of coffee shops, you also think of it as a place where you can do work. I didn't know about the reserve. Because if, if you go to a typical Starbucks, a lot of times you'll see people on their laptops I'm not sure I saw that many people on their there were, laptops there was some. at this one. When you go in by the fireplace off to the right, there were people sitting there yeah. on laptops. There were a few people. If you look on the picture there by the, the base of the pole, there's some chairs. People were sitting there. Uh, at some level, they don't. the tables 
again, I think this is something that they uh, they thought through. The tables don't encourage sitting with a laptop. They're not really designed that way. So while they don't prohibit it, it was it's not set up in the same way with tables and chairs at a Starbucks. It's a different model. Which is good. I think it, back to what we were saying on our last podcast about the Highline, it does promote more of a social interaction. You go there, you're probably not going to go by yourself. I mean, you can you grab a cup of coffee, but if you're going to go there with a group of friends or family, you're most likely going to chat about the experience of being there, which is, it's good. I think it, it, it kind of grabs that piece of the experience. So it, 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 as I go in, there's, so you walk in on, the, it's a split, it's a bi-level. So it's one level and then the other two sides is two levels. Uh, you have the, the, the bakery pastry. You can go get pizza in the back. Um, and then the roasters in the middle, and then both, then you go you go down a half level. That's the experience bar for coffee, and then above that is a bar. I did not go up there. Did you go up there? I walked through it last time. It's a cocktail bar that has recipes that are centered around coffee, and to the left of that, closer towards the main front entrance is actually a cold brew bar. So cold brew, uh, nitro cold brew, there's all these variations now. That was a bridge too far from me. I was, <laughs> I was in sensory overload. <laughs> yeah. So I enjoyed the, the two of the three things there. I'll go back the next time and check that out. Yeah. But again, very good stop. Mm. So we, we leave there yes. and we go to stop number two, although we'd stopped several other places. <laughs> this is our, officials, our official stop. We went with the team. And we went to Restoration Hardware, which is about a block away. And Restoration Hardware is in the old spice market. It used to be a big Indian restaurant that shut its do- shuttered its doors maybe two years ago. Yeah, probably a little bit. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but it was two, a, it was a pretty ago. interesting Indian place. But anyway, in that building, mm-hmm. it's a five floor. Uh, yes. Open it's... center, it, and it was you know wraparounds for the five floors. Beautiful architecture it was something it's stunning i mean and they have a glass elevator in the middle and uh so anyway the restoration hardware it's not a hardware store <laughs> some people don't know, to, don't know what that is if we have any listeners from indiana they'd be like what are you crazy new yorkers doing <laughs> uh restoration hardware is a high-end furniture company very and, high-end uh, you know if you have to ask how much it costs it's probably not for you because I looked at a bed. It was six or seven thousand dollars. A nightstand was like three thousand dollars. Well, was that the member pricing or the non-member uh, pricing? <laughs> yeah, just the fact that they have that's crazy. But very. So what they do is in this particular concept, they you walk in, concierge desk. Yeah. So Jordan, who's our sound engineer, he's uh, he made the comment contrasting with. Uh, the Starbucks who was there was very helpful, very engaging, you know, that it was, this model was more aloof, that they weren't, they, they, they weren't rude to us in any shape or form, I didn't get that, but they didn't engage with us at all. Yeah, so, could have been a couple of things, it, uh, it maybe... Uh, well, you, you weren't wearing any gang colors, were you? No, not yesterday, <laughs> I left them at home yesterday. But I think it could also be that they are changing their model from how, I mean, let's be real. When you go to a furniture shop, yeah, 
sucked. It can suck. It's probably about 30 seconds before you are pounced on by seven or eight different furniture associates asking if you want to buy. And I think that Restoration Hardware knows that they have great products. And if you're interested in buying, there's associates widely available. So although they didn't come up to us directly, we know you knew exactly where to find them. Yeah, I, I actually prefer that. I mean, like I said, I didn't, I didn't sense that. I like being left alone because we were there just to browse around and get a sense of things. I, I could, I might buy something, but it might being the operative word. Yeah. Uh, but we went in and we went to the top floor, and uh, there's a restaurant up there, right? Yes, there is. And the yeah. uh, out, outdoor roof. Uh, patio. It's pretty nice. And then we we made our way down and we went through the th three or four floors. But I think I was on the second, the third floor. The third floor that has the... There's a, there was a, a wine and champagne bar. Yeah. And uh, several of us got champagne glasses and uh, drank champagne and walked around the floor and look at this expensive uh, uh, furniture while we were drinking expensive champagne. And I think they... And it was a good bargain. It was only uh, yeah. $85 for four glasses of champagne. <laughs> That's a deal. It was a deal. Okay, but we got to take the champagne around and imagine sitting with yeah. your friends on a sofa and enjoying yeah. a glass of champagne or at the you know 10-person yeah. long dining table which was cool as well. So I think they've done a very good job of you imagining the life that you could have and being able to test the furniture as if it was in your home. They laid a lot of the rooms out as if they were done by, and I'm sure they were professional interior decorators, so it was a nice composition and mix up. You look at these rooms and say, well, this is really nice. Yeah. Uh, so you, th there was no, it didn't feel like if you were going to buy something, you'd buy one thing, you'd buy... Uh, Ensembles yeah. of things, which really gets into. You mentioned you have someone who works there. They were working on a beach house where they had a quarter of a million dollar budget for furniture. Yeah, for a beach house. I yeah, mean, so you know, casual. <laughs> at some level, depending on the price of that beach house, that may be an incidental cost. It could be a big part of the cost. But you could spend some money there. Yeah, and uh, same, uh, you know, the same thing as I was mentioning about Starbucks Reserve. It also comes down to the details, the way that they had the bread bedspreads laid out, the um, throws for the couches. It, it, there's there's a lot that goes into setting yep. these these rooms up and and the finer details that really make a difference. So I skipped the the lower level, which was the kids stuff. I wasn't remotely interested in that. Um, <laughs> But the one thing I would say if I had any criticism of that was that they didn't have any uh, futuristic or uh, alternative thinking of how furniture fits in a space. Mm. So it was all very, uh, very commercial in the sense of these are the things we sell as opposed to with all that space they had – they could say, this is a bedroom of the future, or this is a bedroom from the past, or this is a, the bedroom that King Louis uh, had in, in the Palace of Versailles, or this is a, a, a new concept you know, using, using technology, just even things they might not sell. In the same way that the Intersect worked at Lexus, the Lexus car we saw in the lobby, you can't buy. Oh, it right, yeah. It didn't exist. It exists, it's just yeah. a concept, concept. car. So. 
I would just think that Restoration Hardware would show some concepts that would sort of help pique your thinking about where furniture is going. Now, there may be a reason why they didn't do that, but that would be the one criticism I have at that place. Yeah, I mean, I think that would be very cool for them to do because uh, I think now the only technology that's visible is probably you engaging uh, with them through digital, but nothing else that's you know really innovative. Right. So I think those are some really good ideas. So then we leave there and we go to the Samsung Experience Store, uh, which is across from the Standard Hotel at the end of the High Line. And um, again, another cool brand, Samsung. You know, they make a lot of consumer electronics and a, a, a different feel when you go in there. Yeah, completely different. Uh, more consumerish, uh, but a lot of high tech stuff. You walk in. There's all kind of VR simulators, uh, different things. Now, in order to walk in there, it's a more of a little bit more of a commitment, I think, to use to register a device and walk around and actually almost tour it like a, a full facility. But I was I, again, I was equally impressed. It was different. It wasn't. It was different than than the reserve at Starbucks or Restoration Hardware, but it was also good. It's just different. Yeah, very different. I, but, but I think you have to, some of the stuff you have to wait in lines for and, you know, the pre-registration process, it kind of takes away from being able to just uh, wear at restoration hardware and reserve. You pretty much walk in and you're able to get into the experience really quickly. Uh, whereas Samsung, I felt like you had to queue up to be able to experience. Yeah. So I, I think that's a harder concept for them because people are obviously familiar with some of their uh, products and gadgets. They had a uh, stadium when you walk in. I call it a stadium. It had it's very similar to a very small stadium, but it had a, like a sixty foot screen. Yeah, and they host events. Oh, they also do. Um, they actually do yoga on their rooftop in the summertime as well. Oh, yeah, I bet that's pretty interesting. Yeah, but they had a they had a ski simulator. Some of our guys did. Hmm. Um, and they had uh, uh, a, a couple of things you could experience. They yeah. had a DJ playing in a booth. We walked in. And then you walk upstairs and they had sort of the house of the future with an, an integration of Samsung products talking about how it was integrated. It was, it was pretty interesting. That was really neat, I think, yeah. because they you actually took the journey of uh, you know what our homes could look like. And a well, lot of the sense, stuff... In that sense, it was the experience. It yeah. wasn't the experience of using a VR headset, which a lot of people just don't have, they don't know how to use it, and, and set that up. Uh, and that, uh, that is an experience. You, know, you could ride a fake roll, you could ride a virtual roller coaster, things like that. But the experience of, of walking into a like a house that they have concept layout in the, in the second floor, and you can see how all their products integrate to create something. I thought that was pretty interesting. I thought that was really good, right. especially since a lot of those are already available. Most of those products on the market. Uh, I'm looking. I, I, all the products I saw, they they sell. They sell, right? Yeah, they sell yeah. them all. There was no. I didn't see any concept stuff there. And I'm pretty sure anywhere I saw at Samsung, they all had everything they had was available. And I think she said that uh, the sales associate was telling us that they are in the process of updating the rooms for 2019 products. So they yeah. do a good job of keeping up. Now, what was interesting, I asked them to show some uh, interesting integrations because I have some Samsung products and, and uh, 
There is the ability to integrate through the apps and control things like I control the TVs here in the studio uh, with uh, a remote of, on the smartphone. Uh, I can, uh, the TV that they, ha I mean, I'm sorry, the refrigerator has a monitor on it. You can log into any Samsung TV that's on your network and simulcast what you can see what's on the other screens. Uh, if you have the ring doorbell, so when it rings, the, the, the picture shows up on the, yeah. you can take a picture of what's inside the refrigerator from your, the grocery store. Mm -hmm. So you call in the grocery store, you can just hit, show me what's inside the refrigerator, it'll show you. It'll, uh, in some cases, date the stuff. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty, that kind of stuff was pretty interesting. But when we asked them to show some of the demos, they had some canned stuff, but they didn't have the integration set up. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they didn't have an account. Yeah. I'm like, well, what the hell? I mean, <laughs> Get an account for the flagship uh, <laughs> store you have here in Manhattan. Like, oh, we don't have that because it's all integrated. That's a, that's a crazy answer. Uh, so I think they had, I thought I was impressed by the store. I think their execution was probably a B minus mm -hmm. in terms of the staff. Uh, they had pretty good knowledge of the product, I thought. But in, if you have young kids, uh, that they're not going to like the Starbucks place near as much as the Samsung. Definitely. So a teenager is going to think the Samsung's the bomb. Yeah. And uh, uh, unless they're a big coffee freak, they're not going to like the Starbucks. And I, of all the three, I like the Starbucks probably the most. Yeah, that was my favorite. Followed as well. by the restoration hardware than the Samsung. It just has to do with my personal interest, not based on how good those places are. I think for what they do, they were all very good. Yep. Uh, and they're then great. after that, we went over to the beer garden real quick and uh, just relax a little bit before I walk back. So, I think that was probably the first time that we got into the beer garden without having to wait in line or to get tickets because we you have the, to get tickets. To yeah, get we beer. were the only ones in there. Yeah. And uh, I ordered in German and uh, they didn't speak any German, which again, ruined the experience for me. <laughs> they should have just pretended like they did. And we just had a couple of us had a quick beer before we walked back. Uh, to Hudson Yards from there, which is another 20, 30 minute walk. So I haven't been to Germany, but are, was that on par with a beer garden? Does, first off, does Germany have beer gardens or is that a US made up thing? No, they do. Okay. Yeah, they do. And was that where we went yesterday? Was that? So beer gardens, as you think of it that way, uh, in the way it's manifested there, is, is more of a Southern Germany thing. Mm. Then um, they have them around Germany for sure, but I would say it's more dominant in the South. The. The benches that they had there are that's authentic German benches that you get at a beer garden. Oh, great! As opposed to like Pilsner House in Hoboken, uh, the 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 benches are and the wood the tables are more substantial. Yeah, that that was atypical from anything I saw in Germany. Hmm. But the beer uh, at the beer garden at the standard yep. onto the High Line, all authentic German beer, uh, German glasses. They did not take the, they were not as strict on the pour. So if you notice on a German beer glass, you'll see a line that'll say uh, dot three liters, dot five liters, or, or one liter. There's a line on there. It's a, it's a Bavarian beer law that if they advertise it's a half liter, they have to pour to that line. Oh, wow. And uh, right. it's, I, I, it's all kind of, you know, figured, leave it to the Germans to have rules about beer, pouring beer. Uh, but it, yeah, it it was. I would say it was. It's pretty authentic. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, apart from the fact that they didn't, sp none of the people spoke even basic German. <laughs> uh, 
but it, that's a, a great place to go in there. I've been in there half a dozen times. I I like going there because you can get Francis Conner Vice beer on tap, which is a, 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 a nice German. beer. Mm. It's better on tap. You can get it in a bottle. I'd like it on tap, and there's a few places that have it. And uh, if you want to go in there for some food, you can go do that. But then we did a walk back. But that was a good stop. So what was your – my ranking was Starbucks – Restoration hardware, then Samsung, what was yours? Yeah, I think the same, actually. Um, I, yeah, Starbucks, definitely. I think it was just exploded all the senses. Yeah. Um, restoration hardware, I think uh, visually and just the overall feel. I mean, you kind of just feel richer when you walk in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then um, Samsung was was also good, um, but I'd probably put that in my third. Yeah. So, but we're also now seeing... Uh, What's next? Yeah. And one of the things I was noticing um, amongst all of them, so I feel I feel like the first wave of some of this experience stuff has, you, we've seen, we saw coffee shops, um, except let's take Starbucks Reserve out of it, but we at Intersect Restoration Hardware and the Samsung store, all of them had coffee shops inside the locations. Uh, so I think co- bringing coffee shops in and creating that social element inside the retail or inside these locations was step one. But I think now what we're seeing also now is step two of really getting into the true yeah. customer a experience. A reason to go, I mean, you know, if, you're, if, you buy a, if you buy a Lexus, once you buy one, you're not in the market for another one for a couple of years probably. So they want to create a reason why you might go more episodically than uh, every other few years. Yeah. And uh, so it's very interesting. But we're, we're gonna we're gonna look for some other emerging business opportunities where experiences, uh, whether by effect or by design, we're, we're gonna focus on the design elements of experience, how that is changing the nature of retail design. So uh, I'm gonna be going to the National Retail Federation convention uh, in on in New York on Monday at the Jacob Javits Center, uh, and I'm gonna start to see what. What they're talking about at that convention—it's the largest retail convention in the country—and we'll get the sense of seeing that. And then after I get back from that, we'll have a, another conversation about some of the emerging things. Yeah, it'll be interesting talk. to see if any yeah. of them are talking about this. Absolutely. A, yeah. So, any other parting comments? No, that's it. That was a good day. Yeah, very fun. Very fun. A lot of fun yesterday. Definitely, really okay, good. Okay, great. Thanks. We'll see you. See ya. Bye. Hey, this is Karen Bajwa. Thanks for checking out the show today. If you like what you heard, head on over to our website, rumjog.com. If you happen to be in the New York or New Jersey area, come check out our meetup called Digital Disruption. We cover topics like you heard today with a live audience. Lastly, don't forget to follow us on social media using the handle at rumjog. Talk to you soon.